Hi guys, and welcome to this week's edition of Under the Covers with Eve for Sunday, October 11th, 2015. I can't believe how fast the year has gone by. It seems to be uh, going faster and faster all the time. I swear it was just the beginning of the year. Anyway, <laughs> hope you're doing well tonight. Tonight, I want to talk to you about, well, I sort of want to follow up a little bit on what I started talking to you about last week. Last week, I talked about visualizing what you want. And I got a lot of great responses to this from listeners, so thank you for that. I want to follow up this week because based on some of the messages and questions I got, I think there's an idea that needs to be explored a little bit further before you can fully use visualization to help you get what you want and just in general too. First of all, let me say that it seems um, fairly obvious that what most guys want most is a woman or more than one woman. <laughs> Sex, right? Romance, love, you get the idea. Whether you're single and you want a girlfriend, or you're a virgin and you want to have sex, whether you're in a relationship and you want to spice up your sex life, it's pretty clear that at least, well, at least for the guys who've written to me, <laughs> sex occupies the number one spot in terms of what they most want in their lives, what they would like to visualize into being and work towards achieving. But I noticed that a lot of guys fall into the same trap. I don't blame them, of course, because it's an easy trap to fall into, but it's a trap all the same. They focus all their attention on this magical woman, this other person that they want so desperately. They dream about her, they fantasize about her. If she's famous, they idolize images of her, whatever. In other words, their entire focus is outward. It's aimed directly at this, this other person, this dream woman, let's say, who will make everything okay. Even if they don't have somebody specific in mind, there's this vague sense that there must be this woman out there for me, and when I find her, everything will be okay. Now, the problem with this, one of the problems with this, is that this is not generally how anyone ever gets a woman. <laughs> Very few women are ever won over by just abject adoration. No matter how much you praise or adore or worship her, you've probably seen this lots of times, women can just take a compliment and just sort of go, that's great, thank you. You know, they're not really moved by it deeply in many cases. You can understand why. They've been complimented a billion times their whole lives. It starts to be a little bit sort of, well, not boring. I won't say that, but it starts to be more difficult to reach someone when you are saying the same things that a billion other guys have said. And now, the other side of this is that they're not really moved by selflessness. You can be the world's kindest humanitarian. You can be the world's sweetest guy. That won't be the thing that makes her fall for you. She may appreciate these qualities in you, but, and, and this is what I want to stress, there has to be a you there in the first place. I think this is the number one thing that men miss completely. There has to be a you in any future couple. Um, you have to be as much of a presence as she is in any relationship. You have to be a fully realized man as much as you want her to be a fully realized woman. A woman 
generally wants a self-possessed, confident, purposeful man who has his own thing going on. You know, a man who might be looking for a relationship, but one who isn't hoping that finding one will be the answer to all his problems. A man who has basically, <laughs> you know, to be blunt, taken himself by the balls and decided to invest in himself, in everything that makes him unique and special. And, and does so by being deliberate and mindful and conscious of everything he wants to be, not just that which he is. So think about this situation. Most of us have had this happen at some point in our lives, in some way. You're just going about your day, either at work or school or whatever, and someone will come up to you and say, wow, I saw that thing you did. That was really awesome, or something to that effect. And you'll just kind of blink at this person for a minute, kind of baffled, and go, oh, thanks, man, you know? Because not only was the compliment out of the blue, so you didn't expect it, but because you probably weren't even aware that someone was watching whatever it is, that amazing thing that you just did, or at least not enough to notice that you're good at it and to say something to you. It's the same as when somebody just compliments you out of the blue, whether it's a man or woman or anybody. If somebody says, well, yeah, you can do that because you can really sing or, or, yeah, easy for you to say, you know, you're really good at sports or whatever it is. And you're just kind of shocked for a minute because you kind of think, really? You, you think that? That's awesome, right? You were never seeking these compliments and you never even really thought that anybody noticed. And this is the kind of thing I believe that you have to cultivate in your life all the time. You have to do what you do and do it well. But don't do it with an eye on what other people, or eligible women, <laughs> will think of you. Do it because you're good at it, you enjoy it, because it moves you forward in life, because it's a cause you believe in, you know, do it because it makes you feel alive, it makes you glad that you can do it. And enjoy it thoroughly, whatever it is. Take pride in it, you know, celebrate your successes with it. And when you do this, without really caring what other people think of it, that is, you know, paradoxically, the exact moment people start noticing. Alanis Morissette said it in one of her songs, because of course I can't go an episode without quoting pop culture of some kind. The moment I let go of it was the moment I got more than I could handle. And the moment I stepped off of it was the moment I touched down. So when you stop focusing on others, on what others are thinking of you, or what others need, or what you could do that would please or help or impress others, that's when you start to become more attractive. People are attracted to confidence and purpose and happiness and self-esteem. Now, there are a lot of books and programs out there about how to start the, the renaissance of you, <laughs> as I call it. But there's one in particular I want to tell you about. It's called FierceGentleman.com. Now, as with everything that I recommend to you. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that. So whenever I tell you about a website or a book or whatever, it's not because I make anything off of doing so. I do it because I believe in it and I think you can benefit from it. Now, I was asked to do the voice for their audio meditation course, which I happily did. That's how I first found out about them. And that's one of the reasons I think you might want to check it out. If you like my voice and my relaxation audios, this will be right up your alley. Um, 
It's a 30-day program that you build up every day, just relaxing and centering yourself and learning how to control your wayward thoughts and keep yourself focused on the here and now. They're beta testing this course right now, so you can sign up for free. So if you're interested in learning how to be a bit more focused and deliberate in your thinking, you should go check it out. But meditation is only one part of the whole thing, though. It's about becoming the kind of man that you really want to be. It's about developing character, essentially. Self-sufficiency without being a jerk, you know, personal responsibility, wisdom, you know. In fact, I'm just going to, give me a second here, I'm just going to read a few of the points from their About section so that you'll see what I mean. They have uh, 21 points that kind of sum up what they're about. Number one, we seek first to heal our own wounds and do our own work. Number two, we seek, men and women, to find our way back to each other. This one's very close to my heart because <laughs> obviously I think men and women need to find each other again. Number three, we seek to build a world that works for everybody. Number four, we dare greatly in pursuit of our vision. Number five, we renounce status-seeking in favor of a purpose-driven life. Number six, we surrender emotional control in favor of emotional maturity. Number seven, we exchange competence in violence for competence in nonviolence. Number eight, we give up divided attention so that we may practice presence. You'll hear more about that in the meditation course if you take it. Number nine, we seek liberation from the ego. That I take to mean not a liberation from the self, because I think the self is crucial here. But I think what they mean is from a kind of irrational selfishness, a kind of um, selfishness and ego that actually is a detriment and hurts other people. Number 10, we refuse to bow to the fear of economic scarcity. Number 11, Women are not the source of our problems, nor are they the solution. Number 12, we live chivalrous lives with unending adoration for women, our co-creators of the world. Number 13, there is no other that we demonize. You're probably hearing my neighbors next door. They're very noisy tonight. Um, I think uh, numbers 11, 12, and 13, my assessment of this is that this is counter to all of the some of the more out there uh, men's rights type things that you may hear that kind of they, they sort of blame women as being the cause of a lot of men's problems so I appreciate that Fierce Gentleman puts this in here as you know we're not the problem we're not the solution we're just in this with you you know and you can adore us as much as we adore you <laughs> Okay, number 14, we take personal responsibility for the state of the world. Number 15, we understand at last what true wealth is and where it comes from. Number 16, morality is our daily habit. We exercise generosity, maintain strong determination, make diligent and sustained effort, give selfless love, tell the truth in all cases and all ways, discipline ourselves, show tolerance, seek wisdom, practice renunciation, and cultivate equanimity. 
Number 17, we play our real edge. Number 18, we address the biggest problems we are capable of solving. Number 19, we refuse to turn against our brothers. Number 20, we stand undefended against the world. And 21, we are for the integrity of the interconnected individual who, listening to the wisdom of their hearts, finds the courage to act. Now, as with anything else, you have to decide if any one philosophy or ethos fits with you. But considering that the world is increasingly filling up with Wolf of Wall Street type scam artists, with books about how to be a pickup artist, you know, with guys advocating choking women as some sort of bizarre foreplay, I mean, the list goes on, right? It's really refreshing to see someone simply say, hey, come on, it's time to take stock and be the best man you can be. I want to stress that this is not some sort of MRA, you know, men's rights activism thing or anything like that. This is just simple advice about how to invest in yourself. And I, I personally like the idea of investing in yourself for a while. I like the idea of making you <laughs> your new project for a while, you know, whatever it is you want to change. If you want to get fit, if you want to go back to school, if you want to, I don't know, learn a new language, if you want to dress better, if you want to go do stand up at the open mic night, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So long as it makes you a better you, <laughs> you know, as corny as that can sound. I, I promise you the benefits of, of turning even a little of your attention towards yourself will, will blow your mind. And I believe that if you keep it up, you will naturally attract the love and the sex that you are looking for. You just have to love yourself as, as much as you want someone else to love you. It really is that simple. I know these things can sound trite, and I really hope they don't, because sometimes the most cliche-sounding things are the things you really should listen to. You know that I'm not advocating anyone become a self-absorbed jerk or, or that you hurt or hold back other people. Nothing like that. Not at all. I just want you to give you equal time. You know, the same time and thought and consideration that you give to all the others that you spend so much time thinking about. You know, start a, a renaissance of you. Get excited about investing in yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Imagine yourself on a desert island if you have to, with no one around to see you or judge you or, or <laughs> no one you have to impress. I mean, what's the first thing you would do? And the next, and the next, you know? If you start living with even a little bit of this kind of focus, I think you'll see a very dramatic change in your life. And I think if you pair that with the visualization that we talked about last week, I think you will start to bring these things into your life in, in a much healthier way than just focusing on them and wishing for them and believing that they will make everything better for you. So please go check out fiercegentlemen.com. I really believe in what they're doing. Listen to my meditation course that they offer because I think you'll like it. I really had fun doing it. Thank you again for joining me, guys. I'm so glad that you listen in to these and just let me talk at you for a little while. <laughs> I'll be back again next week. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. You know I love hearing from you. So have a good night. And remember, make yourself your new project. I think you'll be very glad you did. Bye.